travel to Europe is off limits for the time being, but we can still keep the flame of wonderlust alive with the Virtual Vacation Podcast. Join host Jack Bauman, founder of Guidester, and radio show host Arnold Stricker every other week as they dive into new destinations exploring their unique history, culture, and special vibe. What do these things have in common? Dwayne Johnson. He's an American actor, but he's also known by his stage name as... How about Sean Connery playing in a movie? 1996 action thriller. There's also a house in Wisconsin. It's called The House on the... We're going to talk about The Rock today. And it's a rock that's none of those, but it's a rock that's located in Europe. Let's talk to the guidester himself, Jack Bauman. There's an insurance company that has this logo that has this big rock. And it's a very famous rock. That's a rock that is a destination. And it's the Rock of Gibraltar. I know it's located at the bottom of Spain, right on the Mediterranean Sea. But give us a little bit more background about that, because I know it's a very historic point to entry into the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, absolutely. The Rock of Gibraltar is actually an awesome place. I've been there. I visited it. It is really neat. And as you said, there's a very deep historical tie. So just right off the bat, what is it? The Rock of Gibraltar known simply as The Rock, which is an awesome movie I love, Sean Connery old movie, is a UK overseas territory at the southern tip of the Iberian Peninsula, the southern tip of Spain. And it it rises out of the sea like a giant ship. And it's linked to mainland Spain by a, a narrow isthmus. So this is located in southern Spain. And what's the historical significance of that? It, it's in southern Spain, and it's it's uh, bordered by three sides by the Mediterranean Sea. So if you can picture Spain, this was a gateway in and out of the Mediterranean around the Iberian Peninsula, around Spain and Portugal. You can really almost toss a stone from the island to the mainland. It's located southern Spain, western Mediterranean. The ancient Greeks and Romans thought that was like the last sort of bit of, of land before the dropping the off the, point, the dropping off the end of the world. So very significant going back to ancient times. But the history is very interesting. We'll do the history real quick, and then we can kind of delve into more of what you can see there. Because it is, as you said, it, it's been on featured on logos, and there's a lot of it, it's been featured in movies. It's just this really neat swath of rock that's held this significant historical significance for a long time. Gibraltar, as we've said, in the southern uh, part of Spain, western Mediterranean, has long been known as the key to the Mediterranean. It's been a British overseas territory since 1713 after being seized during the War of Spanish uh, Spanish Succession. So today, Gibraltar's sovereignty remains uh, a bit of a bone of contention between Spain and the UK. This was actually on the world news a few years ago with Brexit. That was a big bone of contention of how to look at this and and whose sovereignty is what. And the port now itself, it serves as a busy terminus for cruise ships. So going back to ancient times, being this in and out of the Mediterranean and then being a shipping thoroughfare now, it's very significant, but still right now in the hands of the UK. I would think Um, there would be like a, a fort or something up there that would be a protector of ships trying to enter that weren't that weren't approved or that were uh, ships that were from an enemy is there was there a fort up there yes there's been many fortifications up there over the years there is some remnants of the fortification the moorish castle actually which we'll talk about when we talk about what to see 
the Moorish Castle is a castle complex with various structures. And there's big, more of a modern structure with a big cannon on it. Yeah. And there's probably things built into the rock and stone that we don't even know about. But yeah, there, there certainly are fortifications built on the top of the rock for thousands of years, but until modern times and artillery built up there. I don't think with the technology the way it is, I don't think it's as significant to have the big cannons and all that. They do still have one that I, you can see, but I don't know how significant of role that plays in modern warfare. But yeah, they're up there. Take a virtual vacation to Europe from the comfort of your couch. Browse popular sites, watch video tours, explore with interactive maps, discover local insights, and start planning your dream trip when you're ready to travel once again. Choose your destination and discover some of Europe's top destinations. Visit guidester.com forward slash virtual dash vacation. So this history, it goes back quite a ways, you may, even to the Greeks and Romans, sounds like. How did it evolve to get into Spanish hands? That's a good question. When men were first braving the seas, the, the Bay of Gibraltar sheltered ships and sailors. Uh, to the ancient Greeks and Romans, the Gibraltar marked the limit of the known world. So to pass beyond it to open waters was to sail to certain doom, the bottomless waterfall at the edge of the world. And then 700 years, so about 700 AD, 700 years after the birth of Christ, uh, the Arab leader, Turek Ziad, I think, uh, conquered the rock and named it Jebel Tarek, which is Tarek's mountain. So I think that was the first known name. And it's an important, all since that time, it's been an important military naval base, changed hand many times during the centuries of Arab occupation in Spain. This is the Moorish occupation of Spain, which interesting note is that's when Ferdinand and Isabel, who came onto the scene, who reconquered Spain, the Reconquista. And that is what led to Christopher Columbus exploring the new world. Hmm. So just a fun bit of history there. And you can actually go in Spain, which is in Southern Spain. It's called the Alhambra. It's a beautiful old Moorish castle that was reconquered by Isabel and Ferdinand. And it was that specific castle, not that far from Gibraltar, easy day trip. Have to, it was retaking that castle that allowed Ferdinand and Isabel the funds to give to, to, give to Christopher Columbus uh, to go and do what he did. So anyway, so it, 1333, it reverted to Moorish control after a big long siege and didn't officially become Spanish until 1462 when the Duke of Medina recaptured it. And then it changed hands again in 1704, British and Dutch warfare. And then it was finally captured by the British in the early 1700s. So since, since the early 1700s, it's remained in British hands. And so it, it's also played an important part in some famous moments in British history. During the American War of Independence, the combined forces of France and Spain besieged Gibraltar uh, for four and a half years, and the body of Nelson, preserved in a barrel of rum, was brought to Gibraltar after his uh, great victory of Trafalgar. And in the Second World War, it was a key factor in British victories in the Mediterranean. Before we landed on D-Day, we were fighting North Africa. We were right. fighting... Uh, a lot of people forget that, the North African campaign and all the other places we fought beyond just the Pacific and exactly. Europe. Exactly. Yes, um, exactly. So Gibraltar played an important role in that, the kind of controlling that passage in and out of the Mediterranean and then using that as a launching pad into North Africa to go after Rommel. So that's the history, the short thumbnail sketch of the history of Gibraltar, which is, again, goes back to ancient Greek and Roman times. And then you, once you visit it, you can see why it is a significant... So it's still a British territory then? It is. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yes. And it's considered 
So, well, specifically to UK overseas territory, they speak, they speak, they they all speak English and Spanish, and there's like a different language dialect there. But a lot of people that live there, it's they live in Spain and they work in Gibraltar because there is a little bitty town there. Town. Some people live there, and then other people live in Spain and then cross the border. So there is an actual border, a fenced border that occasionally, when Spain and the UK have um, disagreements, and this happens not frequently, but more often than you'd think, they just close the border. They're just yeah, and it's basically just a part. It looks like a part of Spain, but it's this narrow spit of land that just has a big old fence along it that you know they close up. But uh, yeah, it is still part of the UK and. Probably will remain so for a while, but they do have votes every once in a while to a referendum to return it to, to Spain. So I would think being on the Mediterranean, it's going to have a maybe a mild to warm climate. You're always going to get a breeze because of the Atlantic Ocean and just the wind traveling through that straight area. Is that the case? Yes. So it's got a very Southern Mediterranean climate, very similar to Southern Spain, hot summers, mild winters, but it is cooler at the base being this big rock shouting hundreds of feet into the air. It gets very hot at the top. So you basically take a gondola to the top and that's where all those sites that you can see and the nature preserve and everything that's up there. But when you're up there, especially in the summer, it's going to get way over, it's going to go over hundred degrees. Yeah. You're, you're up there. And so you just have to be very, make sure you're well hydrated or maybe even bring your a hat obviously bring sunscreen but yeah it can get hot up there but then there's nobody lives on top of the rock there's it's this area of land and then there, most of the gibraltar uk overseas territory is the rock but then at the base there's a town with actually a cool beach nice town restaurants yeah so you go to the rock you explore these few sites and the nature preserve and the monkeys which is cool you see the rock from a distance that's kind of it but when you're there, there's, there's monkeys there. <laughs> there are, it's like one of the only, they're Barbary apes and they're not like the big gorilla apes, but they're smaller. They're good. The grown ones are good size, but they're called Barbary apes. And I think it's like the only place left in Europe where there's wild apes, wild monkeys. Wow. And yeah. So a few of the sites, you will take a, a lift, like a gondola ride up to the top and that's called the top of the rock. And that's where the Gibraltar nature reserve is. That's where you're going to get the best views of the Mediterranean. I have some cool photos from the top of the, the Rock of Gibraltar and you get the Mediterranean Sea and the beach and the, the countryside. It's a really neat scene. So you go up there. Um, it is hundreds of feet above sea level, 426 meters hmm. above sea level, which is like 1400 feet. So you're going up about 1400 feet to get to the top there. And that's where the Barbary apes live is at the top. And I always actually wondered is how they keep them up there. And I, I want to say they just stay up there. I'm sure they have people that monitor them, but it's very strange that they just stay up there. And I don't think they bother the residents and obviously they're protected, but so you go up the gondola and as you're approaching, some of them will jump onto the lift, onto the gondola and like stick their heads in the window. They're very friendly. Uh, they're very fed outgoing. by the tourists. You're not supposed to feed them, but they will rob you. I've actually witnessed it. They will stick their hands in your pocket and grab food. So wow. they tell you, do not bring food up there. I think there's a little restaurant and you, and you just keep the doors closed. But yeah, my I was visiting my uh, stepdad. I was visiting my mom, stepdad and uh, brother. And and uh, my stepdad, he jumped on his head. I think he was eating a, a bar or something and just grabbed it right out of his hands and just started eating it. <laughs> But the cutest thing is the, the, 
the they have babies. I don't know. There's a lot. There's hundreds of monkeys, but I was up there and it seemed pretty common. There was like just this litter of babies with these tiny little monkeys and they're just right there. There's not like any kind of structure they live in. They just, they're totally wild. So that is definitely cool. The Barbary apes. So you go to the top of the rock, hang out, see photos and just enjoy the scenery. But there are a couple of cool sites and attractions that you're going to want to see when you're up there. One of them is the uh, St. Michael's cave. It's a big cave. The rock is this big geologic structure that's full of, of caves. And actually, this is an interesting bit of history. They theorize, well, they, some people think that there's a tunnel, there's a cave system that goes from Gibraltar over to North Africa underneath the Mediterranean. And that's wow. where the mon- that's where the monkeys came from because they don't actually know how the monkeys got. They're not native to this, this area. The they first tunnel. The first channel, exactly. Yes. The Spanish channel. So that's a cool little bit of history. But St. Michael's Cave is it's filled with a great number of stalactites and stalagmites. It's regarded as the largest of Gibraltar's more than 150 caves. So this rock structure that you're seeing, yeah, is is really just hollowed out in with neat caves. Yeah, this, as I said, the secret tunnel connecting the island to Africa says where the Barbary apes came from. But since the 60s, the cave has been used as a theater. It can actually accommodate up to 600 people. So it's if you're there, if you're able to look ahead of time and stay for a performance, that would be worth. Then you've got the Moorish Castle, as we talked about when you asked uh, about the structures on the top of Gibraltar. The Moorish Castle is really this cool old castle complex consisting of various structures and entryways and little towers. Its most dominant features, the Tower of Homage and the Gatehouse, are really a sight to behold. Very old style Moorish fortifications, you know, with the backdrop of the Mediterranean, you can actually even see, I didn't mention this, Arnold, you can see Africa from the top of Gibraltar. Wow. Yeah. So you can, you're, you can see two continents here. You're on Europe and Asia within distance. So yeah. And the Moorish complex was built originally in the 11th century. So the 10 hundreds, and it's the only remaining part of the first palace complex. So there's been structures on Gibraltar for many thousand years or more. So those are, oh, the Mediterranean steps. <laughs> That's worth mentioning. So there's these so there's steps. steps all the way from the Mediterranean to the top of Gibraltar. Yep. All the way from the top down to the bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's why they call them the Mediterranean steps. It's that makes sense to me. So it's actually a funny story. <laughs> Be very cautious. These are it's beautiful. So you go to the top or the bottom. You'll already be at the top if you take the lift up, but this goes all the way to the bottom and there's no like sidestepping or, oh, oh, I'm going to get off here. Once you commit, you're committed. And my mom and stepdad, not knowing how much of a climb it was, didn't have any water. I'll just check out this stairway. And they were on the stairway for like a couple hours without wow. water in the heat. They were not, they got finally got down to the bottom. They were like, my God, that because you're, well, you're up 1400 feet. And these steps are cliff steps. You're going very slow and winding around the cliff, but it is beautiful. So if you have time uh, and it's not too hot and or you have water, Mediterranean steps are the way to go. It's They were originally built in the 1700s. And I believe the Jewish cemetery at the base is the entrance to, to the steps. So it's just you just dramatic coastline. There's rare flowers and along the, the cliffside. And because there are flowers that grow on that on the Gibraltar rock. So it's cool. I think what happened to your mom and stepdad is, is something that does occur to people who visit places and are not familiar. And this is another good reason to 
get a tour guide from a guidester because then, hey, if you're going to go down the steps, make sure you got water. You know that it's going to be a couple hours. It's going to be beautiful. But once you commit, rather than just kind of have to stumbling upon it and go, oh, let's try this, just like your mom and stepdad did. And they're like, oh my gosh, it was gorgeous. We're worn out and we're tired and we're thirsty and we're sunburned and all those things. All those things. No, you nailed You hit the nail on the head. That one tip alone would be worth a few bucks for a custom travel guide is the Mediterranean steps, beautiful carved step uh, ladder, if you will, built into the cliffside. Be cautious, a lot time, bring water because it, it soured their trip. They were not happy afterwards. They were, it was a bit of a stressful, it, it was hot that day too. It was over a hundred degrees and they get two or three hours on that. You just baking in the sun and not knowing when it's going to end. And they're debating, should we turn back? How long is this going to go on for? You just, they just kept going. Yep. I agree. I think uh perfect example of having a guide just to give you the, those little tips and tricks. So, you know, what, not only what to see and do, but how to do it. That's important. Jack Gibraltar is just a real fascinating piece of history and and landscape. And I didn't know it had all of those things that you described. I just figured, okay, you got this huge rock jutting out of the Mediterranean right at the bottom of Spain. I knew it was significant historically for uh, military purposes, but I didn't know all of the details. But all the little intricate things, mentioning the little town at the bottom and the steps all the way up the Moorish fort up there. Unbelievable kinds of things. I would bet that most people planning a trip to Europe, Gibraltar is maybe not at the top of that list because it's just not known, but it is an amazing bit of geological formation. It's it's a beautiful site. It's historically significant and you can pair it with a trip to Southern Spain. If you're staying in Marbella or Malaga or visiting even somewhere in Andalusia and Sevilla, you just go do a little half day or full day trip to Gibraltar and, and, and make it happen. It's definitely worth doing. Sounds like a plan. Let's do that. We're glad you listened to this episode of Virtual Vacation with Guidester. Please share this podcast or tell a friend. Virtual Vacation with Guidester is produced by Motif Media Group. For Jack Bauman and Virtual Vacation with Guidester, I'm Arnold Stricker. 